right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time to talk Sixers. Simmons off balance and an incredible bank shot is good. Here on the broadcast, the official podcast of Sixers.com. Embiid drives down the lane. He goes in and slams it. Oh, man, what a play by Embiid. Now, here's today's episode. Checking in for day number two of our Sixers in London coverage here on the podcast. Brian Seltzer, very willingly and happily and very much privileged to report for duty here on the podcast after another busy day in the British capital. On this episode of the podcast, our focus is going to be the growth of the game of basketball here, not only in the city of London and in England, but throughout Europe and the Middle East as well. We're going to speak with Ben Morell, who heads up the NBA's operations in Europe and in the Middle East. That's coming up in a moment. But first, a reminder that to subscribe to our podcast feed, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher by typing in and searching for Sixers Podcast Network. You can also check out all of our episodes, present and past, on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com backslash Sixers. As we look ahead to this Thursday's NBA London game 2018, Without a doubt, the two participants, the 76ers and their arch rival out of the Atlantic Division, the Boston Celtics, were on opening night amongst the two most well-represented teams in the entire NBA in terms of having an international presence on their respective rosters. At the time, each team had six players from hailing somewhere outside of the United States. The Sixers currently have five on their roster between Timothée Loao Cabrero. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Dario Scharch, and Furkan Korkmaz, who is back in Philadelphia right now rehabbing his foot injury. So yeah, there's a whole big mosaic of international feel uh, on these Sixers, and especially inside the locker room where at various moments different languages can be spoken amongst people from all over the planet. And that was an element of the nature of the Sixers team makeup that Brett Brown spoke about on the Sixers' first day here in London. It is a dynamic that that you can't 
fully explain. I extract it, I love it, I manipulate it. We talk about government and politics and favorite foods and, you know, exports and bordering countries and different words that, that might, you know, mean something over there that don't mean the same thing in America. And because I lived overseas for so long, two of my three children were born overseas and 17 years I did it myself, I'm interested in that. And in my old job in San Antonio, you know, like you get Tony and Ginobili and all those guys in a room and, you know, it's pretty cool watching where the conversation flows. And so we extract it. Uh, we talk about it. I'm proud of it. I think that we've represented almost every continent last year. But um, I think it's a big part of the sport and the sport is not going to be going backwards in that regard. We're going to continue to have more and more and more foreign players. Brett Brown certainly bullish on the international prospects for the NBA. And with that, we segue into a conversation with Ben Morrell. He is the NBA's Senior Vice President and Managing Director for Europe and the Middle East. Ben, great to be with you. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. So this, I'm trying to think of what this would be the equivalent to. Is this like for the NBA's European overseas operation akin to the Premier League Championship or something like that this week? I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity to have two NBA teams, uh, such as the Sixers and, uh, and and the Celtics, to come here to play what is going to be the eighth regular season game in London. Um, there's so much uh, anticipation and excitement from our fans uh, that it's uh, just a, a fantastic event for us. We actually, you know, internally here, we call it the European All-Star because there's so many fans coming from across the continent to come and see the game. Uh, not just in the UK, but coming from France, coming from Italy, coming from Spain. So um, there's great anticipation for our fans. Uh, a lot of our broadcasters are coming on site to cover it. Uh, there'll be a lot of celebrities at the game wanting to see it and witness it. Uh, fans of both teams. Uh, so you know, there's great excitement this week. This is now going on two and a half decades that the NBA has had a presence over here in London. So give us a sense of when the date of the game is announced and you're pushing out information about ticket on sales that sort of thing what's the response of the public how quickly did some of these tickets get eaten up oh uh, before you know it uh, we uh, we usually release uh, you know the, the the news of the game when uh, ahead of the the season schedule uh, in the summertime um, but the tickets actually go on sale only at the start of our season so there's like a big anxiety growing and big excitement for months uh, to know exactly what is going to be the date of the release. And uh, this year, uh, our fans had the, the possibility of registering their interest ahead of time. And there has just been a massive response to get access to sort of pre-sale windows. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, you know, we could have had five, ten games and we would have sold out immediately. So those tickets go within the, the hour of, of getting uh, on the sale. The facility you guys have here in your office is fantastic. Nice and bright. There's great decorational touches throughout the place and it seems like it's a very big hub of activity but this week in particular how does the operation change how do you guys gear up for this yeah i mean uh thanks for the office uh, <laughs> but uh we've got 70 people here working in the london office uh year in year out uh promoting the sport promoting our league promoting our teams and our players uh relentlessly but it's true that this week is particularly special uh, where we've got a, a lot of support coming from our league office and obviously from uh, the various teams uh, and especially the Sixers being a, a home game for the Sixers. Um, so there's a lot of support, a lot of buzz. Um, 
uh, we've got you know multiple hotels being registered uh, and uh, uh, yeah just the organization is uh, is a state of the art and uh, it's the eighth regular season uh, and so uh, we know what we're doing between these 76ers and the Boston Celtics rosters, there's a mosaic of international players. So not only do you have a great longtime rivalry in the history of the league, but you put it in the forefront of the growth of the game. How do you guys as a league go about selecting, determining, approaching which teams could be featured in the showcase each year? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a long process. I mean we we you know it's it's our eighth time, and so uh, we try to rotate and make sure that we give that opportunity to as many teams as possible. Um, and uh, the Sixers were you know as the Celtics are very eager to you know showcase their team, their organization, their brand uh, to the world, and that's what that game does. And so uh, uh, the Sixers particularly have done a lot a lot of activity. Uh, this week, they brought a lot of their guests, a lot of their, you know, business prospects, business partners, uh, and there's going to be a lot of fans for them there. So, um, uh, in terms of working out the teams, is uh, you know we we do that usually a, a year in advance uh, ahead of the schedule, so that we, you know, it has to be the right time, uh, and then he needs to work in both teams' schedule. Um, but other than that, it's uh, you know from the east coast at least it's a it's a relatively short trip as I'm sure you've experienced it. So uh, um, we 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 make sure that there's enough time uh, you know built before the game and after the game uh, to be as uh, less disruptive as possible. Uh, but it'll be a great experience for both teams. And usually the feedback that we get is that, that uh, it's it's um, it's a great for team chemistry. Uh, and, uh, you know, to have players really bond between each other on the road. And uh, this is a special trip for all the players and the teams. You can see it just between the Sixers at the junior NBA event on Tuesday and just even when they kind of touch down the reactions on their faces of being somewhere perhaps that they haven't been before. For as long as you've had your feet on the ground in this part of the world, in what ways have you seen the NBA grow in terms of its presence and its popularity? Uh, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, Europe actually, I, I I like to say is the is the birthplace of the globalization of the NBA. You, if you had to put a date on it, uh, even if obviously it was a it was a process, but uh, it's definitely the '92 Olympics in Barcelona, uh, and so there's always been a very special relationship between the NBA and Europe in in that respect. Um, and since then, you know, the growth and the popularity of the game is phenomenal. Uh, you can just see with you know, we've got uh, 64 now European players on our rosters uh, coming from the region, and so uh, you know, basically today, if you if you're talented and you're a 12 year old kid and who's bouncing the ball and you're dreaming of making the NBA, but it's no longer a distant dream. It's a it's a dream that you can reach and you can make it. And uh, the rosters of the Sixers or the Celtics are just a testimony of that, and uh, it's phenomenal to see. Um, ten years after the Barcelona Olympics, we had, uh, you know, players come like uh, Paul Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, and these were young kids during the Barcelona Olympics. And now, you know, we're 15 years after the arrivals of Dirk and Pau and Tony, and you now have Joel Embiid who's joining, and uh, he's seen them uh, join the league and making such an impact and becoming rookies of the year, MVPs of the of the finals, and winning championships. So. Uh, and the movement keeps continuing. The growth is phenomenal. The basketball is such a global sport, played everywhere. In every gym, you'll have a hoop and a ball available for you to play. So um, it's, a, it's a special moment for the NBA. Is there part of it where you're teaching a 
territory, a new part of the world when the game was first exposed. Is, is that part of this too, teaching a, um Aryan culture about what the game is like as far as growing it, that sort of thing as well? Well, the NBA, we're quite fortunate that basketball is already a universal sport. There's obviously going to be various degrees of popularity, and so we need to adapt to the local market sort of taste and approach. But generally speaking, it's a vibrant sport across the world. Uh, it's an Olympic sport. Uh, we've got over 100 players coming from outside America. So we are less in need of explaining what the sport is, uh, maybe in comparison to other U U.S. sports league. Uh, and we've got local assets that we can show are relevant in the competition. So that with the global superstars of the NBA, uh, some of them being European, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, right, for instance, um, makes it such a, you know, a great global platform with global appeal. And when you look at just the way the technology has shrunk the world in some ways, how much has that helped? It's very true. I mean, I've uh, had the the chance of working for the league for now close to 20 years. And, uh, you know, they used to be when, you know, 20 years ago, the trends were like, oh, it happens in the U.S. And then maybe in 12 or 18 months, you'll see the trend in Europe. Now it's probably 18 hours. Uh, it's so quick. And so it's it's a global marketplace. Um, and uh, technology is our friend here, to your point. Um, whether it's, you know, we, we try to bring games as much as possible in our, you know, friendly to our local time zone. So every Sunday there'll be a regular appointment with our fans where at 3.30 Eastern time in the middle of Sunday afternoon for you guys, we will have a game which is Sunday night at 8.30 and 9.30 for Central Europe. Uh, that's one thing. But then social media allows us in the, on your morning commute to get all the highlights of what happened during the night. And so... Um, whether it's through our app, whether it's through our Facebook pages, whether it's through, you know, YouTube or, or, or our League Pass proposition. And, and uh, we, we've got fantastic content uh, available for all our fans, and that's immediate consumption. So between your office here and then even some of the billboards you see around town on double-decker buses, it seems like there's a lot of teaming activity going yes. on. After the game on Thursday, what happens in this office? Do you guys regroup and start your sights on the next phase? Yes. I mean, uh, you know, the game is one thing, but it's continued to promote. You know, we've got a lot of activity, um, whether it's in our merchandising business, our sponsorship business, uh, as well as just grassroots events. Uh, we work, uh, we've got 32 junior NBA programs across Europe, working with the local governing bodies and, and, and basketball stakeholders uh, to promote the game. So, uh, yeah, this is a very busy week, but uh, I invite you to come next week and you'll see it's as busy as, uh, as, as you can think it is. Well, with that being said, thanks so much for the invitation to come into the office and chat for a few minutes. Thank you and enjoy the week. That was Benjamin Morell, the Managing Director and Senior Vice President of the NBA's operations in Europe and in the Middle East. It really is a fantastic setting in the office uh, that the uh, NBA has here in London. Put up some pictures on the good old Twitter handle uh, earlier today of what it looks like in there. Some good Sixers-related signage. And uh, it was neat. In talking with Ben, found out it's funny, he's part English, part French, and he grew up in France. Um, in talking with him, turned out that NBA Jam, the video game, Sega Days, SNES Days, that was his entry and his first exposure to NBA basketball, playing 
as what he said was player number 23 uh, in the old NBA jam. I guess because of uh, licensing, Michael Jordan, his full name could not be included in the initial editions of uh, NBA jam, or maybe just the technology was not as sophisticated enough um, to have font and text in there, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, playing uh, NBA jam, uh, the entryway for... Ben Morrell to get involved in the NBA, so I thought that was a, a cool little nugget uh, to throw in there as well. So we'll have at least one day more worth of podcasting coverage from out here across the pond in London. It'll be on game day, Thursday, when the 76ers and the Boston Celtics match up for the third time out of four meetings this season in the regular season. Thanks to Ben Morrell for taking the time to talk here on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for giving it a listen. Talk to you next time. See you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.